Welcome to the Story Forest. Original tales for curious and adventurous children. Toby and Eva are on a quest to find their parents, who are somewhere in the mysterious Sapphire Islands. In this episode, they are welcomed to an island with fire and song, and learn mysteries of the islands to help them find their parents. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, Pam McNaughton. Score and vocals by Zoe McNaughton. The Fire and the Cave Toby woke early to a fresh, cold morning. Eva was snoring little snores still, so he quietly went about the boat, the oyster catcher, getting things ready to sail. He thought of their quest so far, of the people and creatures they had met, of the islands themselves, full of mystery, and somewhere hiding their parents, who had got separated from them in a storm. Surely it would not be too long now. They had learned a direction the day before, and now they would sail in it, south-west. Toby knew very clearly which direction that was, but nevertheless he looked up at the sun and worked it out properly, just to be sure. There was a thud below deck. Eva fairly often woke by falling out of her bunk, and today was one of those days. A few moments later she emerged onto the deck, having approximately shoved on some clothes and rubbing her head. We haven't got any breakfast left, she said a little grumpily. I know. Toby had always been better at mornings. Hopefully we'll find some on the next island. I've got everything ready. Come on. Eva, only a bit grudgingly, helped Toby to get the ship off the beach and then they were sailing again. It was fresh and clear, but as they set out southwest, they could see nothing ahead of them. Off to the sides of their vision, they could see other islands rising out of the water, but they were here for their parents. After an hour or so, Eva saw something on the horizon, but it wasn't a rock or a tree or a mountain. It was a fire. The flames burned bright and high, sending a column of smoke into the sky. Toby and Eva looked at each other, but said nothing. It didn't feel great that there was a huge fire in the direction their parents were meant to be. They got closer and they began to see more. They saw land now with something looming hugely over the top of the fire. They began to see funny mounds of earth and movement and colour everywhere. And then it became clear. It's people, Toby, lots of people. Eva was delighted. All the islands they had visited so far had been home to a couple of creatures or one person, whereas they could now see people everywhere. Adults building the fire and coming in and out of the mounds, which must be their houses. Children running around, people talking, hugging, sitting, eating. The oyster catcher got closer and closer. They were very close in the water when something seemed to happen and the people stopped whatever they were doing and came to gather around the fire. They were young and old and dressed colourfully. A boy noticed the boat and waved to them enthusiastically. Eva started to wave back, but the boy turned away to join in what was happening. 
The people had produced musical instruments and had started to sing all together in wonderful harmonies. They sang, We greet the sun each morning, we rise and laugh and sing. The moment of the dawning, each new breath and step and wing. The fruits of the island, the fish from the shore. Sweet water from the fresh spring, the ancient songs of lore. We raise voices together to leave to work and play in harmony forever through the course of each day. The seasons and living to birth, to live and mourn, to join together in family, every island born. Oh, 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 oh. Toby had been scanning the people gathered to see if he could see their parents even though he already knew, really, that they weren't there. I hope they're friendly. He spoke more to himself than to Eva as he brought the boat into the shore, but she replied, Of course they are! Didn't you hear that song? You can't be unfriendly and sing like that. A couple of people had gathered by the shore and reached out arms to help them tie the boat and drag it onto the beach. Toby was cautious, but couldn't reject their offers of help. Have you had breakfast? A boy spoke to them first, a little older than Toby. He spoke with a smile, and Eva shook her head. No, we haven't, and we're very hungry. The boy laughed and stepped away. Then come with me, we have much to spare. Eva started after him straight away. Toby was caught off guard and had to jog a little to keep up. We've lost our parents, he said loudly. We need to find them. They're here on the island somewhere. The blue bird... The boy spoke again, turning his head. Eva thought his face was nice and that she could see kindness in his eyes. I have not seen your parents, but I'm sure that we can help you. But it is not good to do anything before breakfast. Look, we are here. They turned a corner and gasped. In front of them were tables completely covered in the most amazing breakfast they had ever seen. Fresh chopped fruits in bright colours, huge breads and pastries, meats and bacon and eggs and cheeses, and pancakes and fresh milk and sausages. Suddenly Toby felt that the boy was completely right. Breakfast came first. The boy laughed when he saw their faces and produced two plates from somewhere which he handed to them. Help yourselves. I'm Fias. If anyone asks, tell them you're with me. I'll come and find you. The place was filling with people and after saying thank you, Eva and Toby went to pile up their plates, their tummies rumbling all the while. The people at the tables gave them big smiles and said hello and even pointed to the food they had missed. 
they found a stone at the edge of the area and sat and ate and ate and watched. There were so many people here. They seemed so happy and so loud. People were always crying out to each other, shouting across at each other and always singing. Sometimes the song would be the one they had just heard and sometimes other melodies drifting towards them. Toby and Eva hadn't eaten this well in a long while and soon they were completely full of crispy bacon, delicious hot sausages and just about everything else. They were just looking for where to put or wash their plates when Fiaz appeared next to them, again with a grin. That was amazing, Eva said, grinning as Toby said, thank you so much. Fiaz grabbed their plates and passed them to someone, then said, come with me to my house and you can tell me all about your parents. They followed him through the village, passing houses and gardens and children playing and people selling things on stands and people called out to Fiaz as he went and smiled and waved and said hello to Toby and Eva. Finally, they came to a house on the edge of the village. Fiaz knocked on the door a couple of times, then called out, Mama, I have visitors, and then walked in. Toby and Eva followed. The house was filled with patterns and colours, and a woman who must have been Fiaz's mama. The first thing they noticed about her was a big smile, and she said hello and drew them straight into a hug. Eva felt tears threatening at the corners of her eyes. She hadn't had a cuddle from her own mummy for too long, and this was lovely. Afterwards, they sat down on big comfy chairs and were given mint tea, and they told of all that had happened to them so far. Fiaz and his mamma both had open and expressive faces, and they gasped and laughed as they heard the story, and Eva even saw a tear roll down Mama's face as they said how much they missed their parents. Then the story was done. First you need to sort your hair. That was not what they had expected to hear. Fiaz's mother had stood up and was searching in drawers and boxes before producing some hair products and approaching Eva. When you find your Mama, you don't want her to be scared of your hair. Here, I'll do it. It was true. Eva realised she hadn't done anything to her hair for a long time. As Fiez's mother started to disentangle it and make it into tight, neat braids that she said would stay tidy, they talked. Your parents have not come to this island. If so, we would have helped them and you would be together already. But there are many, many islands. They will help you if they can. Fiaz spoke more quietly. The islands are good places, but not all of them are as strong as we are here. We are almost the last, I think. And we will stay strong, Eva gasped as her hair was pulled tightly. Fiaz's mama ignored her. We are here together and we sing and we farm and we eat and we have the Lyondar. What is the Lyondar? Toby asked quickly and Fiaz grinned at him. Of course, we should take you to him. He will be able to help you. He's our leader, but he's very old and very wise, and knows more about the islands than anyone else, I think. I'll take you. Not until I have finished this hair, you won't, 
Fiaz's mother was fierce and the children laughed. As she finished off, Fiaz told them about the island. He had lived there his whole life. His father was out hunting. They rarely left the island, only for fishing trips a few times a year. They told him stories of the places they had been and their adventures on the sea with their parents. Finally, it was time to go. Fiaz led them out of the village and along an ancient stony path. It went towards the mountain and Eva hoped they weren't going to have to climb again. Toby found himself wondering about the Sapphire Islands. They had come to find their parents, not to explore the islands, but it seemed that that was what was actually happening. If this Lyondar was an expert on the islands, how on earth was he going to help them find their parents? He sighed deeply and then saw that the others had stopped. He looked up. Ahead of them was the end of the stony path and ahead of that was the opening to a cave. It was huge and Fiaz walked straight ahead into it. Eva reached out and took Toby's hand and they walked in together. It was dark inside but they could see a flickering coming from further in. They followed and finally came to a large cavern where a figure sat beside a fire. He was old with white hair and lined skin. He wore simple clothes and had an animal skin thrown around his shoulders. As he heard them, he looked up and smiled, then spoke. His voice was strong and deep and rang out into every crevice of the cave. Fiaz, you rascal! Are they trying to get you out of the way by sending you to me again? Tell them I am too busy. But there was warmth in his voice and Fiaz laughed, then explained why they were there. The Lyondar frowned and gestured to a rocky ledge in the cave for the children to sit down. They did, and once again they told their story. When they had finished... The Lyondar had a big stick in his hand and was poking the fire. The song, he said. I need to hear the song. Songs are very important on the Sapphire Islands. We are made of song. Years and many years ago, Sapphira passed across the waters and she sang and the islands rose and the creatures came and the people lived and the islands were born. Sing me the song. He looked at them and his gaze was deep and full of mystery. Toby took his flute and Eva sang. Oh, 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 oh. The sea breeze calls out to me of a melody from the land so sweet and blue from the lost and from the true oh
The song is a compass, the mother gives a flute, the wings and the shadow, then a story and truth. Oh, The sweet tang brings a sadness, then you gather but leave. My silent sapphire islands, singing only in the breeze. Oh. notes echoed around the cave. The Lyondar waited until they were silent and then smiled. Yes, yes, that has the sound of a Sapphira's song. You have remembered it for us, you and your mother. He went silent and Eva looked at Toby. Toby spoke. Um, this is all very interesting and things, but we do really need to find our parents. They will be so worried and we miss them. Do you think you can help us? The Lyondar gave them a slow smile. These things are more connected than you think. You see, we have forgotten many of our songs. Over time, some were careless or many people left or we just forgot. Or we even sang other songs that pushed the old ones out. The songs hold the islands as well as create them. We have different songs for the island of ice, cold and staccato. We have long lingering songs for the island of lagoons, though alas, all these are lost now. The islands or the songs? Eva found herself interested despite herself. The Lyondar looked at her. Both. We are so interwoven, and so your song is more than a curiosity. Then a story and truth, Toby said. This must be it, the story and the truth. The story of the islands, the truth that they're disappearing. So it's even more important that we get to our parents really soon before the islands disappear. Yes and no. The Lyondar said. Things are changing too. You have sung and visited three islands. There is a change in the air, in the wind, in the waves, in the ground. It may not all be lost. But this is a truth too deep for me to fathom. Next you must go to Arindar and seek further wisdom. Eva let out a quiet sigh. When she looked up, the Lyondar was looking at her with his golden eyes. Courage, Eva. You and your songs have brought hope. The islands will care for you and for your parents if they possibly can. And we may yet see something wonderful happen, not least of which will be you and your parents coming together again. Thank you, Toby said, and he stood. Eva stood too, and the Lyondar did too. He walked around to them and placed a hand on each of their shoulders. Stay with us here the night, then go on to Arindar. 
still southwest from here, but this island shows you a little of what we can be, of what we should be. Fiaz will look after you still. Fiaz, let them be guests of honour. Fiaz led them out of the cave. Toby realised that time had passed more quickly than he had realised. It was well past midday. They had missed lunch. He felt Eva slip an arm around his waist as Fiaz began to lead the way back to the village. They walked like that all the way. Fiaz gave them some bread and a delicious mild cheese with some fresh sweet tomatoes back at his house. He said that that night they would feast. Once they had eaten, he began to show them the island. Everywhere they went, they found people working, laughing, singing. They ran into talking animals, chatting with people, going about their own business. When Eva asked, Fiaz reassured her that no one ate the talking animals. It was all wonderful. Toby and Eva couldn't think of any place they had been to around the whole world that was so full of kindness and love for each other. As the sun began to move downwards in the sky, the people began to prepare again. They brought new wood to build a fire again, and dishes of hot food started to appear from the homes, smells of spices and meats and breads, and just about anything delicious you could think of. And the people began to gather too. And when the centre of the village was full, people began to eat again, sharing everything, exclaiming at how good the food was, chatting and laughing. Eva sat close to the fire, eating a delicious lamb meatball, dreamily imagined how much her parents would love it there. After the food, there were songs and stories, some sad and sweet, some very funny, some that had clearly been told a thousand times, and some that were new. The people convinced Toby and Eva to sing the songs they had made up and the song their mother had sung to them. They were loudly applauded and hugged and kissed. At the end of the evening, they were given a big bag of food to take with them and offers to stay at just about every house on the island. But they preferred their own ship and walked back down to the oyster catcher, stowed the food and prepared to sleep. When she was in her pyjamas, Eva found Toby sitting on the deck, watching the end of the huge fire that had warmed the whole island. She sat down next to him in the darkness, and they watched the glow and the people disappear into their houses, full of the love and joy they had seen, and the mystery of all they had heard. Do you think we should do as he said, and go to Arinda next, then? Toby eventually spoke softly. Eva took a moment before she replied. I think Mama and Papa would love it here. And I think we should help these people if we can. And maybe it really is the only way to find Mama and Papa too. I just wish, she swallowed, I just wish they were here to help us too. Toby put an arm around her. Me too, Eva, but we will find them soon, I'm sure. The end. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed listening, we'd love you to share this with your friends. Next week, Toby and Eva follow the instructions but find the new island of Arinda dead and deserted. 
Could this be what they were meant to find? 